0: Welcome back to another episode of Life with Your Dog. My name is Panos, and today we're going to be talking about excuses. Everyone, including myself, have excuses, and we use on a daily basis, or we catch ourselves out from time to time. I wanted to just delve right into it because, of course, as a dog trainer, and there's many dog trainers out there that are listening to this, is that excuses are something that we hear every single day um, in so many different forms, or sometimes the same excuse, and many, many different people and clients are using them in a, for a reason why they don't do anything that they should be doing. So in my list here, the first one on the list, number one is that most reasons why we don't fulfill your responsibilities, usually those reasons are excuses. So we have to start to start off right from the beginning understanding, well, what are our responsibilities? What is it that we think that we say we should do, but we don't do them? We have to own that. And that responsibility is, of course, providing all the basics for your dog, food, water, shelter. You want to fulfill them biologically. You need to exercise them. You need to train them. You need to give them love and affection and and give them an opportunity to play and to fulfill themselves so that they can be a calm member of your household. Of course, different breeds, different ages require a different amount. And we address all of that in so many other episodes previous to this one. But the things that we know we should do are either they've been told to us or that we know deep down what it is that we need to do. So for example, you should list all of the things that you think you have to do, the things that you put off and that always related to last episode we did talk about establishing goals and what are your goals in training what is it that you want to stop in your dog and then usually the things that we want to stop means that we need to do other things that are non-compatible with that behavior that we don't like and again going into all of those details in previous episodes and going a little bit more deeper but if you know what it is that you need to do right here I've got a list of excuses that I hear often. I was gonna do that at the end. I think I'm gonna do that right at the beginning so we can use examples. So for example, the number one on the top of the list is I have no time to walk my dog. I have no time to train my dog. I have no time to teach him to do certain things that I really want him to do, but I but I expect him to do it without me doing the time and effort into it. So we really do make time for the things that are important. Whatever it is that you say you So for example my kids have soccer practice, swimming lessons, musical instrument. I've got to pick them up from school. And that's why I don't walk my dog. Those are all legitimate things. I'm not saying you shouldn't do the things with your kids. But those are the most important things, hence why they're on the top of your list. And you and you don't do your dog training session because of the kids' soccer practice. Because it's important to them. It's important to you. So we prioritize those things. But then the problem with that is that you have a high-energy young dog in your backyard that keeps on digging holes and destroying your yard. And I say you need to walk your dog and train your dog every day so we can fulfill them and we don't have those issues, but I don't have time to walk in Panos. I just want the destructive behavior and the hole digging to stop. And they aren't separate, they are the same. So to say I have no time, then you need to list what it is that's important to you. Your responsibilities are that you do those things. And if you have no time, then list it and talk about it. Now, I walk my dogs, I I will give you a straight up last night. I did not walk my dog, so Chili was with me all day. I've had him. I had him out since eight thirty in the morning. We got home at around five thirty, six o'clock in the night. Lots of walking, lots of training. He's a young dog. He needs that. He comes to work, so that's cool. But Nookie and Spades, admittingly, did not go for a walk yesterday, and I'll tell you the exact reason. Excuse or reason? That's up to up to you to maybe decide. Is that I was really, really tired. Didn't sleep heaps the night before because of my own. Um, Inadequacies, not because anyone kept me up. It's just I just went to bed late, and when I got home after a massive day yesterday, I basically had dinner and I passed out on the couch. And my dogs didn't. And two of the two out of three dogs didn't go for their walk. But today they're going to go out. They've been out twice already. Um, it's my day off, and, and it's not like I'm trying to make up for it. But my dogs and their walks and their training are part of my life. Now, for, for them to take a day off here and there is not a big deal. But for me, I'm aiming at walking them every single day. So I'm making a big deal that I missed out on one day yesterday because it's high on my priorities that they go out because that's my responsibility to them. And it's not just about walking them, it is about training them. And then, of course, doing all the things that we like to do together. That is a really important part of our relationship and my duties to them. So the night before that, I went for a walk with my friend at. 10 o'clock at night. Now, I was going to go for the walk anyway, but that's part, half of my social life is that on a Friday night at 10 o'clock at night, it's the only time that I had to walk them. So I took them for the walk and I got to catch up with my mate for that hour. Got home at 11 o'clock at night, right? Hence why I probably watched a little bit of Seinfeld and then went to sleep late. So then when I woke up yesterday, I was tired and I didn't walk them. So yeah, things happen that's life right so no time excuse Um, it's a crappy excuse you miss out on things and you have to prioritize and you may sacrifice here here or there that you don't walk them or it was raining I couldn't my dog goes crazy when it rains because for three days when the grass is a little bit wet we don't go for a walk excuse so then my dog digs the yard and does all these things and it's always when it rains he does silly things and the excuse is, well, then go for a walk with an umbrella. Put a raincoat on. Just get wet. Come home and have a shower. It's all good. You're human. Um, you don't, you're not made of, out of paper mache. If it's storming down with rain, cool. Do a training session. Play tug. Play with the ball. Do some, do some fun obedience training. You know, use your food for his dinner and give him three sessions to work over like a space of an hour and a half, two hours. That could be another option. You know, you want to, another thing I've got here, which is get creative and have some time management because... Our excuses do usually come to a time thing. I've got another couple of excuses here that we could work off as well. But it's the it's a no time thing is the biggest one that, that kills me because it just, it's just annoying um, to hear. You know you have a high drive dog and why have the dog if your kids, you have three kids and their duties and their responsibilities and their extracurricular activities are really important to you. Then maybe having the dog isn't fitting in your lifestyle. So if it's not fitting in. Now, of course, if your dog's a happy-go-lucky dog and you still exercise and you get everything done, then I guess we haven't got a problem. But if you're catching yourself to have some real crappy excuses why you don't do things, and this is outside of dog training, in my in my opinion, I don't think um, excuses are, are anything. And when people say to me, hey man, like why haven't you, why don't you come out anymore? Well then for me, I'm like, look, I prioritise my time and going out and having fun times all the time isn't part of my priorities. So I can give an excuse, bro, I have no time because of the kid and the dogs and business is blah, and blah, 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 blah. I could say, look, man, it's just, it's just not that high on my priorities. It's not an offense to anybody. It means that we still catch up, but it's not, you're not going to see me as much as you used to because I have other things to go. So if we start using excuses, the kind of form of lies, lies to others or lies to yourself, and I think that can really manifest into a bigger, darker demon later in life or later down the track where um, – you become really lazy and not fulfilling all of your responsibilities. And that that sucks as well. So getting creative with your time. So for example, if I have to go for a walk, and we've mentioned this plenty of times before, go for a walk and do a stretch session and maybe, you know, get 50 push ups in, some sit ups, and you know, and do whatever other workout. I I've done three things that I could have done that's on my to do list that I want I would like to get done through the day. I'm gonna to try to find a time to get them done. If it means that I do three in one, that's awesome. So um the concept of discipline equals freedom it doesn't just happen, of course, with dogs, actually. In fact, it was probably the initial statement was always meant to be for human beings, right? Is that And across the board, the more um, you reap what you sow, the more you put into something, the more you get out. And I saw a real cool client yesterday. His name's Anthony with his dog, Jasper. And having a, a conversations, it goes the other way as well. The other way in terms of I'm complimenting Anthony on how good he's been going And his dog's reactivity, a working line German Shepherd, was like really intense. It was very frustrating, did a lot of training. But again, a young dog of that drive and and caliber requires a lot of effort and training and, and work, which Anthony has been doing. And after, it was about maybe four or five weeks, I hadn't seen him. And he's still like, yeah, you know, it's good, but... This was bad and I want to work on this. And I'm like, these are good things to be talking about. You're trying to improve your game now. you got you got better things to worry about. But the, but the difference in Jasper's behavior in just over a month, and of course, he's been doing training for a long time, but you're starting to see that. I even see the changes. So for him, he, he hasn't got the excuses why he doesn't do all of this. He's going above and beyond to do everything he needs to do. And he's very driven, very motivated. And he has the time and effort and energy to do what he knows is important. Even though he's acknowledged that there was a few times where you know he was so frustrated, maybe he he thought um, Jasper wasn't the right dog for him and in, in his life so but that proved to be wrong. he proved himself right um, or wrong in a way and he showed and he stepped up to to what he needed to do and and now he's getting all of these benefits. He can walk down the street past basically every dog now and there's no massive blow up there's one maybe one out of ten times, maybe one out of fifteen times that there's a bit of an inc- incident or an issue. But to expect him to be a robot to be fixed overnight or even to be fixed in six months and never have a problem again would be ignorant as well. So he he has no excuses and he's going above. He just don't want to burn out and that's a problem with that. So to try to avoid excuses, we need to understand there are certain reasons that are important, which I want to address that a little bit later. So, you reap what you sow, discipline equals freedom. The more practice and training you do with your dogs, then your walk becomes a leisurely thing. And then you'd say, I have no time not to walk walk my dogs because that's my downtime in life. And for me, it's what it is. I go for a walk and I clear my mind, get to think of other episodes of the podcast to talk about or, you know, life's problems and beautiful things all at the same time. That's a time for me. I'm not thinking, oh my God, I have to walk them. And walking's a grueling thing. I really thoroughly enjoy it, whether it's in the middle of the night or not. So, Um, that's another thing I want to put out to you. So another thing, so let's talk about some uh, list of excuses. I have like no time. I forgot. I forgot sucks. You you got a phone. So just put the calendar entry in. Hey, today you've got to do that five minute training session. It's not like you don't know to do it. This is by the end of the day, after all your life duties, you're like, oh damn, I I forgot to train my dog. I forgot to walk my dog. Or I forgot to put the leash on when I walked outside. And that's why I ran across the road and attacked my dog. Like, don't be lazy. You're a leader. You've got to step up to the plate. You're a leader for your dog, you're a leader for your family or whatever it is. But if you listen to this, you most likely have a dog. So you're, you're your dog's leader. You need to be five steps ahead of him at all times. If you know going to get the mail and coming back inside um, and you want your dog to come with you, have effective control, especially if you know your dog runs up to dogs and runs across the road and does whatever behavior you don't like. Or for example, oh yeah, I forgot, my dog has separation anxiety, I went outside, I I didn't perform the technique in the time that you know, depending if you've gone through this training technique or not. Every single time you leave the house, you've got to make some sort of positive experience. Don't forget the technique. The technique isn't for when you're doing this in dog training. The techniques you learn is so that you can remember to do them in everyday life. It's not a thing that you remember, it's a thing that you... Want to address and to and to work on, but it has to be high on your values. You see, so you need to assess what's important to you as well. Maybe that's a deeper conversation for some other time. Uh, my kids and family don't help out, so the worst thing that I and and I think um we are going to make an episode solely on this. But you you don't buy a dog for your children if your children are under sixteen years old, maybe even eighteen. But let's say, say sixteen, they they're barely fulfilling their own responsibilities as a general as a whole to buy them the dog after they're promised I will help clean and look after the area I'll feed him I'll walk him I'll train him I'll pick up his poo you know I'll do all of these things and and you know and your son's eight years old um, you shouldn't expect them you have to get a dog because you want the dog and then your kids you have to then teach your kids responsibility of what it means to look after an animal and to have a pet and to fulfill all those things it's not just about the cuddly times it's also about all the responsibilities so that's a side note to the fact that oh, my kids don't help out my 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 partner doesn't help out or my parents don't help out nobody's helping me out here um you've and again we, we can discuss in you know, a lot more details there are probably legitimate reasons why that that doesn't happen. When I got a dog at my house, my parents helped look after the dog, but I was doing the main things. I'd look, fed him. I walked him. I trained him. Yeah, they helped out and they did other things. Like if I went away for a few days, I would walk him and feed him, but not at the same level as I did it. So you got to bear that responsibility and just know your situation and work around it. Be adaptable and don't just be like, oh, My kids said they were going to walk him and that's why we only walk him on Sunday. Like it sucks. It sucks for any dog. Any dog that's not getting any regular interaction with the world and and stimulation and and activity, especially if you're not working the dog and giving him a lot of training. Um, Your dog just hangs out for the next bolt to be on the ground and to do a crap outside and get some pats. Your dog's probably happy on the surface but not being fulfilled. So I think it's important that you try to encourage people around you. If you're truly the only person that has to do all the responsibilities... Give the ultimatum. Hey, the, you have six months, maybe even less. So let's say we have three months for everyone to fulfill that list and there's a whiteboard up on the wall there and Jeremy has to do this and and, and Lisa has to do that. So your kids' names, whatever. And um, and then from there, you just you say, hey, today you do the toilet picking up and you do the basic training and then we swap the ideas and that way there we can delegate and get everyone involved. Otherwise, if you don't fulfill these and you're getting stripes across your name, too many stripes and you're out. The dog gets rehomed. Straight up, if you're not fulfilling the dog's needs and giving him everything that he can thrive in your world, then then what's the point? You know what I mean? Um, if, especially if you're having issues. Now again, take this for, from the perspective that excuses come because you've complained about something. If you have nothing to complain about and your dog's balanced and whole and whatever, you may not be doing everything that Panos thinks that you should do. But if your dog's truly happy and fulfilled, then whatever. But if you're complaining that <laughs> the dog's a terror in your house and complicating your life, not complimenting it, and the fact that you need to do all these things, and in session three, you're still not walking your dog every day and doing all that because you say that your kids aren't helping you, then you've got to check yourself and understand where you're at and try to make it work for you. You're a leader. You've got to be adaptive and no more excuses than that. Big brother's going to help you because no one cares. We have to take on everything for ourselves. And it's another thing that Jocko Willink would say is about extreme ownership. Take ownership of everything. Even if someone else has done, has argued with you and started the argument, take ownership of what it is that you are in control of. And take control of if your team has failed the task, the mission, the, the mission statement of your business, then it's on you as a leader to take that responsibility. You don't be blaming nobody. And if you have a dog, then you are their leader and you bear that and you sacrifice things that you may want to do uh, for the things that you need to do. So stop blaming everyone. You know, when you point the finger, one finger points to you, but the other three fingers point back to, um, sorry, the finger points out to them, the other three fingers point back to you. So check yourself before you wreck yourself, fool. (laughs) Anyway, um, and, oh, my dog only listens to me when I have food on me. That sucks, it's bad. um, It's a fault of your training, not of your dog. So if you've presented food every time you've given a command, your dog of course is going to come back to you when you have food in your hand because your dog sees the food and that becomes a signal. That almost becomes the command for your dog to come. We want to give commands first, say the word come, give the gesture, which would be in the way I teach it, your hand in front of your kneecaps, your dog runs up to you, you say yes, then you go to your pocket or your pouch and you present the food. Don't be bribing your dog. So Again, we're not going to go into full detail about that, but that's a common excuse that I hear, and that means that you need to improve your training, and not blaming your dog, or blaming the food, or blaming the trainer for you not getting that. We just need to improve something like that. My dog pulls on the lead, that's why I don't walk him. Well, get the help, get someone to help you. If you haven't found someone to help you, find someone else to help you. If you've had three, four different trainers, and you still have the problem, then either you're not doing what you need to do, you're not capable of doing what you need to do, physically, or maybe even um technique wise and you need to have an ultimatum of what are you gonna do about this dog? What are you gonna do if your dog's pulling and trying to bite other people and dogs and you can't control them and nobody and everyone else seems to control them but you maybe you need to find a a better place for your dog or another another um, outlet for your dog that doesn't require walking which again isn't would be another conversation but um don't let that be an excuse why you don't get your dog out because that sucks. My dog is too old and we've done a whole episode on you know, what's the myth about, is my dog, No, you can't teach an old dog new tricks and you can go revisit that one. Just go search that in the search bar of the, of your app that you're listening us through. But also we missed out on puppy training. I hate that one the most because puppy training is about giving good exposure. And of course, you know, if you do miss out on early development stuff, and I've exhausted the, the hell out of that topic um, if you miss out on those critical period development, then of course things can happen later in life. But in terms of your dog doesn't come to you because you didn't teach him when they were ten weeks old or at twenty weeks old, that sucks. You can teach any dog at any age how to come back. You just need to find out on how to do that. But there, but if your dog miss, or if your puppy miss out on puppy training, that's why he's a crazy asshole when people walk up, rock up to your house when he's three years old. There's a massive, um, and there's many variations of what could be the problem and and also how to fix it, but don't just use that as an excuse. That is straight up an excuse, and that's one of the worst ones. So I I can go forever about a whole bunch of other excuses that I hear, but I hope that this kind of gives a general vibe because, again, most people that are listening to this are down and ready to do training and are doing the things that they have to do, but if you're you're coaching and you're hearing excuses, think of it from another perspective because there is some value and there is something true in that. But sometimes it's bullshit and there isn't any, anything true in it. And sometimes it's just straight up an excuse. You need to not be too insensitive. Um, and maybe I've come across as being too insensitive or maybe too sensitive. Uh, uh, obviously, everyone has a different opinion on that. But, um, but try to work with the individual and don't be too harsh. Like, oh, you walk every day because, yeah, you double shift and single mum at home. And you've got a, a bull terrier cross at three years old that's lived in the backyard and full of energy. Um, got to have some compassion but then also say it how it is, and I think that's important. So um, I understand that not all reasons are excuses, so I do want to clear that up for anyone that gets triggered. And also I understand that life stresses do occur in life, and things come up, and that does mean that your dog may not get the things that they need, and that's, and I get that as well. And when, it, when it's an acute thing, like an acute stress that happens, a big obstacle that comes overnight... Then, then you know that's the journey of life and I think that's something else that doesn't come in like, oh, that's an excuse. You should get up every morning and do it when you're in a very, very hard, difficult situation. And it could be that family member's ill or you've lost your job and you have to work. Like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not even going to get into any details of where and why and what sort of obstacles come up, but but bad things happen. So I get that as well. So but you need to kind of step back, if I could give any advice, write things down of what it is that you need to do, what it is it that you're not doing, assess it, reassess it with somebody who knows you, who loves you, so that way you can make a good decision. Well then what should we do about our dog? Um, we're in this financial situation and and somebody's fallen ill and, and there's a lot more extra work on top of school and everything else that needs to happen and far out. you know, poor Oscar in, in the corner there's missing out and and then you can see because he's he's getting more anxious and And bad and other undesirable behaviors are starting to manifest. So we need to do something. Responsibility. Don't let it go by the wayside. And you have poor Oscar, you know, um, being disadvantaged for two years because then after the bad thing happens, things settle. But then now we've established some new habits. Habits of not walking him every day, not using your food for training, giving him a poor quality diet because maybe you can't afford or maybe because you got lazy. You know, so things do have their repercussions and. You want to have that discipline throughout all of life as much as, again, maybe how limited I am in my experience only being at the age that I am. I'm sure there's lots of many things that are going to come up, but having that discipline, being routine, being structured and adhering to as much as you can and taking ownership for as much as you can, I do believe that responsibility gets us through those hard times and I know it may suck to hear it from somebody in a good position normally now. I'm not sick and not being in any disadvantaged um, position, but I have been in, in times where it, I do find that the responsibilities that I have kind of keep me together a little bit more. It's true for our dogs. It's true for us. Purpose is everything. So, but again, maybe, they, maybe you do have a legitimate reason, and that's when you call to our tribe, our community, our family. I'm the ones that love us the most, friends, because we truly can't do everything ourselves. So... I hope today's um, episode has been well received. It was something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, kind of hard to bring it up because, you know, it's a very, very long-winded topic that I could probably keep going for a few hours about, like, well, well then what is valuable? And then why do you find value in that? So then why would you make up a random lie to yourself that you don't do it? And, you know, that's getting our responsibilities and maybe our ego twisted up in, in amongst all that along with projecting what you think you should do and what you don't do and then you're too hard on yourself and then maybe nothing's wrong but you're making our problems because we do live in this you know very triggered society or well, certainly I do as well, um, I do personally living in a very busy city is that maybe we do a lot, maybe so much and that we don't know how to take a step back as well so there's many different factors to all of this and maybe I've lost you um, right now listening, going, what what the hell are you talking about panels? But I do find that there's reasons why we say things and um, establish your goals. Be clear about what it is that you want and try to keep your excuses to a minimum. Try to take extreme ownership of what it is. Be disciplined because you will have freedom from it and our dogs need structure and routine just like we do. So hopefully you've, you've appreciated everything I've said. I really do appreciate you Um, Thank you for listening this far into the episode. Until next time, train your dog, list down what you need to do, and have a great day. Much love to you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate, and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit www.noocherspooches.com.au Thank you and stay tuned for next time.